0: You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, Visit SwiftlySocial.com.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm so excited to have fellow podcaster and influencer, Samantha (laughs) Morio. I don't know why I stumbled over your (laughs) first name because that's the easiest part. It's
0: totally cool. (laughs)
1: Apparently, my. You know what it is? My last
0: name is so complicated <laughs> that my first name, you know, it's too simple. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm excited to have Samantha here today and she's going to talk to us all about what she does and how she got started in um, the world of influencing and podcasting. So welcome, Samantha.
0: Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you today.
1: Yeah, so tell everybody a little bit about what you do.
0: Sure. Um, so right now I am an influencer. My main, my main platform is Instagram, but I'm also a vlogger. So I post weekly vlogs on YouTube and Facebook, kind of just about what I do during the day and you know, the fun things I do during the week. And on on the side of that, I help people with marketing strategies during the day, but I also have my podcast, which is Sasona Ita. So I'm pretty much in the tech industry as much as possible. And um, in terms of the social media side, um, I definitely did not start off doing that at all. But that's just a
1: quick gist of what I do now. <laughs> so uh, how did you get started doing what you're doing? Um, you know, it, it kind
0: of just, I hate to say it kind of just happened. But I was actually in the field of healthcare administration. And um, so I got my bachelor just for some background. I got some I got my bachelor's at uh, Rutgers University, and I got my bachelor's in public health. So that was great. Public health is like my passion, and I still am very passionate about public health. And then I decided to go and get my master's in administration. So with a focus in healthcare, but about managing people and employees and payroll and all that balance sheet, all that fun stuff that everyone (laughs) hates. (laughs) I'm actually, unfortunately, unfortunately, very good at it. So I graduated from grad school, and I realized that the field of administration for healthcare was very, very competitive. And even though I had experience and I had, well, some experience, not apparently not enough, you know, compared to my, my colleagues mm-hmm. that I was kind of struggling with that. And I actually got, I got a position in sales and then I got a position in marketing within a hospital system. And I reached out to some of my fellow colleagues from the program And I found out that about 80% of the people that I used to be friends with are not in healthcare anymore. And that was shocking. Yeah, that was shocking to me because, you know, in that program, the master's program, it was two years. And before that, most of us were in school for four. So it's six years of our life. And a lot of people can't find a job or anything like that. So at a loss, I kind of found like whatever I can do and usually into... It, the first introduction into most fields is, is sales or marketing. And that's kind of the, the first step. If you don't have any like real experience, I, I automatically went to sales. Um, I found out I was very, very good at marketing and doing marketing strategies for people and kind of seeing their branding and like what they can do to take them to the next level. And that's kind of how I ended up here. It was like a friend of a friend recommended a media company that I connected with. And so I help people do marketing strategies during the day. I use my Instagram as a example of this is kind of like the color scheme I go with. This is how much I post. This is what I do. This this is the links I have kind of a different way to reinforce your brand. So that's how I got into the whole world of social media. But, um, uh, you know, it was kind of nerve wracking starting out because I just didn't know. I'm like, Oh my God, healthcare is such a quote unquote stable field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you'll always have a job somewhere. Um, And I was like, you know what I enjoy doing. I enjoy working with people. I enjoy doing marketing. I enjoy doing strategy, but I really like social media. So I decided Mm. to kind of make the jump and see if it worked out. And it did. Thank God.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. So what did your friends and family think? Were they like, what? You got this master's in <laughs> healthcare and you're doing social media? Were they just shocked? Um, yeah, they were shocked because a
0: lot of my friends actually got their master's. Um, so they're kind of in the same boat as me in terms of, you know, we spent all this money on our master's and it's kind of like we're getting paid as, you know, a lot less than we thought we were going to get paid. And I have friends in, in a bunch of different fields. And it seems like across the whole spectrum, everyone's getting paid less than was predicted on the internet or predicted by our professors or whatever. So a lot of us are in the same boat, but I think it kind of came random. Like, like mm-hmm. people are like, why are you doing social media? And then they see like all the stuff that I'm doing on my influencer side. So they see my pictures, they see my photo shoots, they see my vlogs, which people love. My uh, and for for those listening, I'm I don't know if you know what vlogs are. They're video blogs, and in, instead of doing blog entries like on my website, I'll just do video versions of that. Mm-hmm. So people, I once they saw my vlogs and they started interacting with them. They were like, "Oh, we love what you're doing." So. I think once, once they, once I made it personal and they saw like that I was posting and they saw it, they didn't really judge it as much. I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten any negative feedback now that I'm thinking. Wow.
1: About it. Yeah. That's really surprising considering the internet is just full of trolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. For sure. I just got like my first, well, I've been, so I, for the people not listening, I have just recently started really pushing my Instagram and I got my first few creepy comments and then I got my first hater comment and I was like cool I've made it awesome you know I've gotten some I well maybe
0: now that I'm thinking about it like I, I don't I kind of just let it roll off my back but I have gotten those um, I gotten some. I've gotten some racist comments on oh my, my Instagram. Gosh. Yeah, I've gotten some ca- comments like that. Um I got I get a lot of creepy comments. I actually screenshot them. I'm going to do a um I'm going to put together like a boyfriend reads my DMs videos. Oh story. my gosh,
1: that's so funny. And
0: I'm going <laughs> to do that because I just it's just laughable. I
1: haven't gotten any like pictures pictures. Oh, I have. I, I have. <gasps> You did? I got, I got my first uh, Instagram DM dick pic the other no, day. You no, you didn't. And I screenshotted it and sent it to my friends. And I was like, who thinks this is a great opening line? <laughs> like, how, who does this How work? has this ever worked? Like, no, no girl has said, hey, I'd like a picture of your penis, please. No one wants that. The so, thing no. is, it's like, I, I don't know if they just like... They think it's funny, but I don't. I don't
0: know what world they think. You know what's gonna win the love of my life? <laughs> a picture of my junk. That's gonna be <laughs> perfect. We're gonna tell our kids about this one day. No, that's not happening. Yeah,
1: right. I know it was so I've, funny. I've gotten
0: ab pictures though. Oh yeah, I've got which aren't. Things. Yeah, which aren't like too offensive, Like on a scale of like zero to like super offensive, zero from zero to junk pics. I think ab pictures are kind of in the middle because I'm like, okay, you know, you work out great for you. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I could just go on, I could just go on your fitness Instagram and, and see it like everyone else. But you know, thank you for interacting. I never respond though. It's just kind of, yeah,
1: I don't even, I block all those people, but do you get the ones where it's like creepy old men? Oh, um, you know, when I get old man comments,
0: so I don't know, I don't know if that mean. I don't know what that means, like versus like messages versus DMs, but the old men are like the ones that are messaging me, uh, commenting and saying, you look so beautiful today. Uh-huh. You look yeah. so beautiful today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're literally 75 years old and all their selfies are like blurry uh-huh. on their yeah. page. I'm <laughs> like, why? Oh my gosh. Don't you have a granddaughter that like you know, is my age. I'm pretty sure. Like, ew. I'm,
1: yeah, yeah creepy. exactly. Yeah. So, sorry everybody, we went on a tangent about comments, but that would be hilarious to have somebody read through those because the best one I got the other day was so on my Instagram profile. You guys can all go see it. There's like a, a highlights story reel from my birthday this year. What's your Instagram? I'm going right now. <laughs> um, it, MG Spencer Ten. Okay, perfect. Um, And so there's, like, pictures and videos and stuff from my birthday. So my girlfriends and I all went to this farm that my my friend owns, and we stayed there all weekend, and we drank wine and played with animals and just chilled out, and it was, like, the best birthday. Super fun, super chill. So we were all a little tipsy, and we were walking around the farm, and we were petting one of the horses, and one of the horses is blind, Aww. And my friend was petting him and the um the girl who owns the farm was like, Well be careful, sometimes he bites because he can't see and he thinks like your fingers are carrots. Oh. And um like he doesn't mean to bite you, but he just does. And we were like, hey, to our friend Dana. We were like, hey, I think that horse is gonna bite you. And then he bit her boob. <gasps> not very hard so we have like we have a video how does that even happen so we have an instagram video of her reaction after it happened which is hilarious (laughs) so i got a comment the other day person i don't know creepy dude who just said i wish i was that horse that bit your oh God, that's so that's so elaborate. I was like, ew, now I to video, but it's such a funny video. Like <laughs> I yeah. Oh god, that's what he couldn't just say lol. Like right. he couldn't just put like an emoji. Oh god. So I screenshotted it and sent it to my friends and they were like, yeah. That's so creepy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Oh my god,
0: that's hysterical.
1: So, what other exciting things have happened to you as an influencer? <laughs> yeah, um well, I actually I
0: met I've met a lot of people through Instagram. But it's it's kind of like connecting because the social media is is obviously online but the the biggest thing that's made a difference for me is actually meeting up in terms of like groups with a lot mm-hmm. of the people that I interact with so just for example when I first joined Instagram um one of the first people I actually messaged and went to a networking event with is um <clears throat> excuse me, his name is Angel and he, uh, it's part of Angel Media. And I went to one of his networking events and it was all influencers or some people who, it, it was not like big, big influencers, but people who had an, uh, so some sort of social media business. So they were like a photographer, hmm. you know, um, a barber or anything like that. And that really opened up my eyes to saying like, wow, these are real people behind screens and I should really meet up obviously safely like with people, but like put together groups like, Oh, we should all have lunch and we should all have coffee or anything like that. Um, so once I started meeting people in person and at any networking event I would go to, I would say, Oh, give me your social media. So instead of a business card or in addition to a business card, I'd say, Oh, what's your Instagram? Let me follow you right now. And I would DM them after I met them. And I would say like, Oh, Hey, it was so nice to meet you. And Through doing that, I've actually made amazing, amazing connections with people. In addition, I've actually um, created very genuine engagement because I actually kind of know these people now Mm -hmm. in like a weird social media way or feel like I know them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I actually went to a uh, kind of a networking event, I guess, and I found out a bit about it through social media. And through social media – I was posting and everything like that. And it was based on Instagram. So I go to this event and I was going to do a humanitarian trip to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And there was a panel up and I said, I, you know, I my start was actually as a public speaker. So I'm not afraid to like speak up. So I stood up because it was a panel about volunteering. And I said, well, I'm going to Puerto Rico as a humanitarian trip. This was originally in November, of 2017.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I said, uh, you know, I'm just going by myself because I have no one else to, you know, I haven't found anyone else to help me necessarily with it. This is what I'm going to do. And do you have any advice for me? And I did that for genuine advice. Um, but I for the whole time couldn't even attend the event for the rest of the day because I had so many people lining up to talk to me and like, so interested in what I was doing and how they could support me and who knows who, and they knew a photographer who could help me and who wanted to join me on the trip. And, um, one of those people actually is my now business partner her name is Martha Luna and she's an influencer also on Instagram and we actually met through that event because of technically of social media and now we're really really good friends all through social media like if i never started my instagram i would have never you know i I probably would have still gone on the humanitarian trip, obviously, Mm, but I would have never had this amazing business partner that I met through Instagram. And there's been a lot of separate people that have supported me as an entrepreneur, whether it's influencing or whether it's marketing or whether it's my vlogs that I've never met also.
1: That's wonderful. And
0: I'm like, wow, this is so like, this is so awesome to have engagement from people that, you know, don't know me from you know, a guy down the block, but they see that I have good content and saying like, whether, even if it's like, oh my God, this is so funny. Or like, oh my God, I love this shirt. It's still something that it makes it a little more personal instead of me posting like, you know, inspirational quotes and like having no one respond to
1: it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So let that be a lesson to you guys that as, are as, as listening that it's still about personal connection, whether it's online or in person or both. Like you just need to make connections with people that and speak up for yourself because you never know what's going to happen if you just ask for help or you just ask somebody who you think would never say yes to an invite to coffee or to help you plan something because they could totally say yes and you could have this amazing opportunity. Yeah even to just like pick their brain
0: not necessarily Mm -hmm. like there's some people who are coaches that get paid to do that. So I wouldn't say necessarily like reaching out to coaches cause that's like their business to, you know, right. like hang out, but just like any for in terms of any other industry, like even if someone messaged me and saying like, Hey, let's meet up for coffee. Like I love what you're doing. Let's do a collab like that. Mm-hmm. Like if you message someone and say like, Hey, let's do some kind of collab together. That's like a really easy non-stress way because the worst they could say is no, or like that they're super busy, which is totally right. fine. But like just saying like, hey, let's do a collab, like what are you up to? You you might not know that they have a podcast, or you might not know that they actually work in the same field during the day that you work in. So it's it's kind of that like, hey, let's do a collab, like I love what you're doing. That you can message that literally to anyone and they will I I've never gotten I've never gotten turned down by that. Because people are like, Wow, you're interested in, you know, my business. You're interested in whether it's fitness or podcasting. Yeah. Or whatever it might be. Yeah, it's
1: it's really a great way to connect with other people. The only problem I have found is that when you do too many collabs, then you're not necessarily making money. You're just like everywhere all the time. And yes, doesn't oh. always equal money. <laughs> yeah,
0: that that's like a hard that's a hard divide, I think. Which, mm-hmm. when you know, there's a lot of people who say, "Oh, this is the secret to making money." excuse me. This is the secret to making money as an influencer. This is what it is. And I went to an event and someone told me, you know, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. And it, you know, it depends on your content and all this stuff. And you kind of look at it and say like, does it depend on my followers? Cause I see a lot of people with a lot of followers getting things and their content. Isn't that great? So it's kind of like, You see people with a lot of followers making money off of Instagram, doing like promotions and things like that. And you're trying to build your Instagram up. It's kind of like a vicious circle. Like you're trying to build your Instagram or your Facebook, which takes time and time you're wasting, you know, that you could be making money. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, I think it's more about the con, like the more engaging content that you have, the better it is. But it's kind of, for me, it's kind of long game. In terms of making money on social media, like I want to, I really want to create because I guess mine is different because my business isn't online. I'm kind of mm-hmm. like the influencer side of it, but in terms of like working with brands, like I love working with brands, but I it's usually about like building up my following first, like having great engagement, and tying in what I do during to during the day to that. But I think it's, I mean, I mean, you have an online business, right? It's use right. social media, so I guess that's you're online all the all day right? Yeah,
1: I am. Yeah. But mostly what I do is create the strategy for my clients and then tell them how to execute it. And then I either teach them how to execute that and do their own advertising or I do it for them. It kind of depends on what they want.
0: Got it. Got it. You go off their needs. Yeah, I Yeah.
1: So how do you make money as an influencer then?
0: So for influencers, it depends on, there's a couple of different ways that you can make money. You can make money doing promotions, which is like a company pays you X amount for you to promote this certain product or, you know, say you get paid $800 per post that you do with a certain clothing brand, or you get paid $500 for wearing a certain pair of shoes, like in the Mm -hmm. fashion industry. Um, otherwise, it's kind of, it's from right now, from what I understand, it's basically product promotion based. Mm-hmm. So when you see people who are saying, This was gifted by, or this, uh, I am um, in a promotion partnership with mm-hmm. X company, I don't know, I don't know why Payless is the first thing in my head. I love Payless, <laughs> but say, like, I'm um, in coordination with Payless, they're either getting paid in money to do that, or they're getting gifted the products. So from what I understand, it's first, the first step is working with brands for free Mm -hmm. until you get a good traction and saying like, you know, like this is who I've worked with, kind of like building up your influencer resume. This Mm -hmm. is the type of promos that I've done. I've done these amazing social media campaigns and I've done this creative video to highlight these shoes and I've done this montage, all this stuff. And then once you get up to a certain point where you felt like you've built your influencer resume, you can bring it to, you know what? I only do it if I get paid
1: mm-hmm.
0: X amount per post. And I feel like that, that goes along with your followers and your engagement. Usually you, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's micro influencers versus mm-hmm. like macro yeah. influencers. But yeah. for example, I have about 7,000 followers, which to some people might seem like a lot. But, um, at one point I did, I was like, wow, that person has 7,000 followers, but now I'm like, oh, I need more. <laughs> yeah. But it's a lot of people. I'm a micro influencer. So even though my engagement is above average, I'm still a micro influencer. So, um, I've gotten messages back cause I try, I do reach out to brands and say so like, Hey, and I do have some brand collaborations coming up. So you'll see that you'll see that on my Instagram. <laughs> <So that's exactly. laughs> but, um, I did say to some brands like, Hey, I would love to do some promos with you. Um, some like free promos. Like if you just wanted to send me things, I can definitely do some promotion. We can work something out. And they've said, Oh, I'm sorry. We only work with people who have 35,000 followers or up, which I get, which is totally fine. You know, coming from a marketing perspective, that makes sense. Um, but in terms of a micro influencer, it's kind of frustrating because it's like, Oh, I have good content. I have these vlogs that I'm putting my you know, effort into, Mm -hmm. but I'm not there yet. So I think it's kind of like you have to walk before you run and just being consistent Mm
1: -hmm. with it. I feel the same way about, so I'm at like close to 4,000 followers and I really want to get to 10,000 so I can do the swipe up. Yes, me too. Um, Oh my God. I'm so like, I have all this great content and all these things like courses and stuff I want people to buy and you know, that kind of stuff, or blogs I want people to read, and it's so annoying to be, like, link in bio, link or, like I, just, like, I just put link, I just put link in
0: bio the other day for my vlog, and I said, link in bio, I said, in parentheses, don't worry, guys, I'll be at 10k soon, so you don't have to see link in bio anymore. Well,
1: it's so annoying. I just wish Instagram would just do away with that. I wish everybody could just swipe up, or, or you could actually put links in your posts, like yeah, that would be great, that would be great, but it it just
0: honestly it does give me more motivation to like get to that point. <laughs> is that yeah. superficial or no no
1: i I feel <laughs> the same way like i'm I feel like I'm not that far from it, yeah, but-
0: and also the thing is is that if You know, I'm reaching, you know, I reach out to brands and I I will be working out, working with brands. So I have gotten like really good feedback and it's, you know, it's frustrating because as micro influencers, we have great content we're posting consistently, we have all this cool stuff going on and then we're limited by the Mm 10,000. But at the same time, I've messaged random brands that, well, not completely random, but random in terms of like, they're not in TJ Maxx, they're not in the mall. Like Mm -hmm. they're, they're kind of smaller online stores. And they maybe have like one to 2,000 followers and I've messaged them and I'm like, hey, I would love to work with you. And they've actually gotten back to me. And so I'm thinking, oh, okay, maybe I just didn't give it enough effort. Like I kind of got, maybe, you know, I just got discouraged or something like that. So that's what I try to tell other micro influencers like myself. Like just because you haven't worked with these big brands yet or anything like that, like go on your level, go to like, instead of a micro you know, a micro brand. So like an online store, an Etsy store, some type of promotion, build your way up kind of like you're building up your resume and have that patience. But it's hard. It's like, especially when you're not making money in the beginning, it's kind of like, you know, I think, I think it was my grand, my, one of my grandparents, they're like, Oh, this is so great. This is so you make money off this. Right. And I just told them, (laughs) I told them yes, just to make them, feel like <laughs> a lot better because then I would never hear the end of it. But I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, you know, I do a couple things you know, I don't know. I don't even know what I said, but I said that, yeah, yeah, I make money off of it. Just so they don't think that it's like a waste of time, even though I know it's not a waste of time because I'm working towards something. The old school mentality is like, what? You can't be spending all this time on your phone. You have to do this. You have to do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's so true. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, my parents are still like, what, what do you do? I'm like, oh, okay, let me explain it. Like you do the Instagram. <laughs> you yeah. YouTube. Are you on the Facebook? the Facebook? My grandma says the YouTube-y. Like
0: she <laughs> puts an extra E, but I have to say my grandma is, oh my God, I'm blanking on her age. <laughs> She's definitely a senior citizen, obviously, but she is, um, more active on Facebook than me and my younger sister combined. I'll see her posts first online, and a lot of baby boomers say, or Gen, you know, one of the the Gen X, you know, whatever generation, they'll say like, "Oh, millennials are always on their phones." And I'm like, my no. response to that is always like, "My grandma is on her phone more than me, and I have an online." platform that I am an influencer and she's on her phone where that we and she knows how to FaceTime she knows how to text emojis all this stuff even gifs she sends me gifs I'm like how do you even know about gifs so <laughs> the older generations are like keeping up with us I'm like wow I've had I've had to tell my mom and my grandma to get off the phone and actually talk to me in person and <laughs> I'm like shouldn't it be reversed I'm confused <laughs> But I like that, you know, it's like cool that the older generations are getting involved in social media. Like they have their little online groups and all that stuff. I'm
1: like, oh, this is so great. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Well, this has been so much fun and I'm so glad we were able to talk and I hope you guys enjoyed our hilarious conversation about uh, influencers and weird things online. I'm (laughs) sure all of you can relate. (laughs) Um, so how can people find you if they want to get in touch and maybe work with you? Yeah, of course. Uh, my Instagram is Samantha Murillo
0: Speaks. So it's M-U-R-I-L-L-O Speaks. And, uh, my website's my name. So samanthamurillo.com. That's probably the easiest way to, to look me up. So all my branding is my name. So I, I made it kind of easy for people.
1: Yeah, that money. is. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Samantha. This has been so much fun. Thank you. So great to talk to you. All right. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.